Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday morning. And I'm super stoked to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, how are you doing this week? How are you doing today? I would have said I've had a bit of a Murphy's Law type of week um, oh. with everything that could go wrong going wrong. But that's irrelevant for now because I'm chatting to you. So... <laughs> That, it that can brightens. only be go up from here, right? Exactly. Well, I think you've chosen a very timely topic since the ve- uh, the very hot weather warning is in force. You're talking about air cons, which is yes. something that we can't really live without here in Hong Kong. Yes. And, you know, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I am quite a price conscious person. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when we get to that season in spring in Hong Kong, where you have to start turning your air cons on and you just hold out a little bit longer, yeah. you just try to keep the windows open, see if there's a tiny cross breeze. How far can we get with using just a fan before you start turning on your air con units and know that your collective savings are going to be eaten up by the the whir of the air cons right mm, unfortunately yeah that's so yes. expensive that the, the air con, i mean the electricity bill in the summer i'm sure our listeners will agree as well oh absolutely um but then at the same time you know you always think oh i i go through this thing in my mind probably quite pretentiously mm-hmm. thinking do we even need air con there are people in the world in hot climates who don't have air con and they do okay like and um, but actually you do You absolutely do. Human beings are very, um, and I'm going to talk about this today very briefly, but, um, you know, we are adaptable, but also we're not nearly as hardy as most other species, to be honest. We're pretty wimpy. You know, like we need an ideal temperature to kind of function. And if anyone has been outside in the heat, I just went out to run some errands this morning, um, just, you know, trying to get them out of the way before the middle of the day. And already I was grumpy and hot. I couldn't remember what I had come out to get, you know, all those things. The heat affects us. It really affects us. So air conditioning. So we have air conditioning, right? Um, Or most people do. Now, of course, um, early artificial cooling started with chemical reactions. So this was before mechanical engineering. Um, And in the 18th century, Benjamin Franklin and a chemist called John Hadley discovered that liquid evaporation caused a decrease in temperature even below freezing point. So they tested different liquids with a thermometer observing that water decreased the temperature when evaporated and they also found that different liquids had different levels of cooling and things like that alcohol lowered the temperature much more than water etc etc so they made all these things and they started um you know they started experimenting with ammonia to see how they could cool down the air um even though um you know ammonia is not used currently (laughs) used because it's very poisonous um (laughs) it was a bit of a breakthrough discovery that contributed to like refrigeration as we know it today ice blocks were some of the first air conditioners so during the 19th century, um, where there were bouts of yellow fever and malaria in warmer regions of um, the US and, of course, around the world. But this is going to be, this is from the internet, so it's going to be very uh, centric around America. But at that time, what happened was large blocks of ice were shipped from the north to use in hospital rooms and give comfort to patients. Oh, wow. In in places like Florida, where there's you know there was huge rates of that so wealthy families would also use ice in their homes to keep cool. But this method was tedious and costly. Um, so there was a doctor, a physician called Dr. John Gorry, who decided to take matters into his own hands, and he created an ice machine in 1851. And it was it used a scientific principle which we still use in modern refrigeration. That is, rapid gas expansion causes cooling. And his invention allowed air to be condensed with the use of two force pumps, and the compressed air was then directed through coils under cooling water into a low-pressure tank, where it dropped the temperature 
under under freezing point. Now, this, you know, this was very interesting. This is a really interesting development. And it paved the way for kind of modern air conditioning. But modern air conditioning wasn't actually invented to keep us cool in our homes. It was actually invented to dry ink because, yeah, so it's really interesting. At the beginning of the 20th century, a publishing company commissioned an engineer to deal with a humidity problem in their building because the humidity levels were preventing ink from fully drying, making it smudge and also causing the magazine pages they were printing to wrinkle and deform in summer months. So this guy created, there was a guy called um, Willis Carrier, and he successfully created a system to control humidity. Um, and this was, you know, commercializing it and naming his system apparatus for treating air. And this was something that this is kind of the made him out to be the kind of father of air conditioning. Um, and I wonder if it's he's Ca- Willis Carrier. Of course, Carrier is a brand of aircon. I wonder if there is actually a connection there. I'm sure there is. Maybe they called it after him. Maybe, Maybe it wasn't actually his. I don't know. We have a Carrier aircon and, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's been very temperamental. So like, let's hope not. Um, but yes, and then, of course, summer movie phenomenon, like summer blockbusters, right, which we hear about all the time. This is also due in popularity because of early um, modern air conditioners um, because of like we we have the concept of a summer blockbuster because early modern air conditioners were large bulky and expensive and so they were only installed in public and commercial spaces that could afford them and the first buildings to incorporate them were hospitals government buildings and more popularly cinemas and theaters so to escape the heat waves in warm months people would go to watch movies because you cool down and actually, today that trend continues because even with the temperature outside pushing the mercury up to boiling hot, I guarantee any of us go into a Hong Kong cinema today, you're going to have to bring a fleecy jacket. So, yes. You know what I mean? That. And even getting on a on, on a bus as well, on a city bus, it's really quite cold. Yeah. From when you're just waiting at the bus stop where, I don't know, I want to say 40 degrees. I'm pretty sure it's 40 degrees on the yeah. roadside. Yeah. And you get on the bus and it's like 17 degrees or something. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think that, yeah, it does create a bit of a health problem, doesn't it, if we're going from hot to cold, hot to cold, hot to cold. But it's also, we can also attribute air conditioning with the success of progress and development. So Singapore, you know, it's modern, it's financially successful, it's not, uh, it's not a very old country. And when the founding father and first prime minister of Singapore, Lee Kuan Yew, was asked what the key was to his nation's rapid growth, he said, air conditioning. That was his answer, which might seem strange, but his philosophy that was once basic conditions for progress were met, success would follow. And he believed in laying basic foundations before diving into more complicated matters. So he said the first thing he did upon becoming prime minister was to install air conditioners in buildings where the civil service worked. And this was the key to public efficiency, which is very, very interesting. I mean, obviously, we can scrape below the surface and every country has its problems. But it's a very interesting concept that that basic need needs to be met. Mm-hmm. And modern medicine has greatly benefited from air conditioning because, you know, the development of medical research was very hard when you didn't have air conditioning. Unstable temperatures meant it would be very difficult for chemical laboratories, climate-controlled equipment, things like stable temperatures and humidity levels are a problem if you're trying to develop and test medicines to treat different illnesses. And, of course, um, you know, things like particle filters and ventilation are also important when we talk about air conditioning as well. Um, and of course, you know, aircon makes it possible to live in inhabitable regions. So places like Dubai or Las Vegas, desert desert climates have very thriving economies, both of these places, um, for better or worse, and they're both surrounded by deserts. So despite their naturally unfavorable weather conditions, people aren't going to choose to live in the middle of the desert. Um, both have grown because they are able to, you know, they have populations that have air conditioning. So you're not, you're not going totally nuts the whole time. 
from heat. Um, but, you know, what's interesting as well is when I was talking about, you know, whether, you know, it's, it's the sort of luxury air conditioners. And I think we still have this concept of air conditioning being a luxury, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, but actually a lot of, there's a big argument now in a world where climate change is a proper problem that air conditioning should be a human right. Mm. This is a really interesting thing I was reading about today. So basically, you know, it, you can't you can't assume that um, according, you know, the world is projected to add four billion aircon units by 2050, largely driven by demand in emerging economies like India and Indonesia. And these are countries and climates which are going to be most affected by climate change, right? Mm. So these are, you know, that's the thing. We, you know, it's, it's when we say that, that we have record-breaking heat waves, people's lives are becoming very, very threatened because temperatures are becoming deadly. As I said, as human beings, we're pretty wimpy and weak, to be honest, <laughs> like, yeah. in our constitution. Um, but even that, you know, every human human being doesn't deserve to, to suffer um, in extraordinary heat. Um, you know, so it's it's used to be considered a luxury to have air conditioning, but in the age of climate change, it's necessary for human survival. And this is creating anxiety um, for a world, you know, overrun with air conditioners. But of course, you can't decide who doesn't get aircon and who should get aircon because all human beings deserve to feel comfortable and not die from horrible heat-related deaths, you know. Um, that's the reality. But of course, um, you know, the problem is that we talk about energy efficiency. The more aircons we're putting out, the more energy usage we're using, the more we're affecting the way that our world is developing. So it's kind of a, a difficult and, and quite stressful cycle as well. Um, you know, they, they think that aircons could account for 20 to 40 percent of the peak load in India's power grid by 2050. Right. So that's mm. that's huge. That's that's you know, that's 20 to 44 um, percent of the whole country's use. And, and if that power is supplied by fossil fuels, it, you know, the increase will have. It's just going to run out. Yeah, we're absolutely. not going to have any. Absolutely. And have impact on global. Yeah. On, on global greenhouse gas emissions as well. So, you know, we, we need to cool down the planet, but we also need to cool down ourselves. So it's a really, really tricky one. You know, we can't ditch the air con. Um, and that's not the goal either. Is you know, it sort of like a catch 22? Because the more we use it, the more greenhouse gases is being released. So the atmosphere feels hotter. I often feel like that when I walk past a car and they've, they've got their air con, you know, they're sitting inside and with idling engine. And I think, gosh, I'm really hot out here and I can imagine yeah. it's really hot for for them in the car as well for him in the car but then it's yeah. sort of like a vicious cycle I don't know yeah abs no, absolutely I think so too and I think we do we we also have to balance that thing of being able to function in the heat and also being able to um go without when we can go without. So even, like I mentioned, mortality rates can skyrocket during heat waves. There are other detrimental impacts. So high temperatures have been shown to disrupt labor productivity, which causes massive economic loss in places like South and Southeast Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, Central America. Um, in 2020, it was estimated 295 billion potential work hours were lost globally because of extreme heat. And the greatest impacts are in the agriculture sector of poorer countries. So this also results in loss of income for workers who are very, you know, reliant. They don't get their standard salary every month. They have to go out and, you know, you have to find produce. You have to harvest produce. You have to plant produce. And if you're not doing that because of the heat, you don't get paid. It's incredibly, it's incredibly awful. So, um, so yes, yeah, so there's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a grim topic and I apologize for that much, but, um, 
it's definitely the fact that, you know, first we have to accept that adequate cooling is an urgent human need in a warming climate and that the disruption caused by extreme heat will keep growing. So we need to have access to equitable cooling technologies. And I think this is coming along. You know, in Hong Kong, every time I chat to, like I read about some of the developments happening in our universities here and stuff like that, it is remarkable, actually, Noreen, some of the progress people are making. Mm. So, you know, if anyone does have some incredible skills to apply to this incredibly difficult and complicated problem... Um, I'm sure they will. But of course, in the meantime, your best thing to do as the average consumer is make sure that you have your own efficient and um, energy efficient units of mm. aircon. Go without Always when you can labels. go without. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Go without when you can get go without. Maybe don't sit in an idling car with your engine on. That's also a pet peeve of mine. I hear you there. I'm like, you know, you've got your little cooler box, <laughs> you know, um, but I absolutely understand that too. So that's that's one of those things. Now, I have one quote and um today that yes. i can finish on an aircon quote oh i was expecting yeah, an you not air conditioning to... quote Amazing. i do i have one air conditioning quote and you know what a lot of them actually were just people kind of almost like the quotes i found but like humble brag about like when i was young we didn't have air conditioning and i was like i understand that would have been awful growing up with no air conditioning um in different countries and things like that but people like almost like a badge of honor like my first car had no air conditioning <laughs> and those are those kinds of quotes and i'm like yes that sounds very unpleasant um definitely but today i think we we be very difficult to go without with some of these things. Anyway, um, uh, Garrison Keeler said, it was luxuries like air conditioning that brought down the Roman Empire. With air conditioning, their windows were shut. They couldn't hear the barbarians coming. <laughs> so I think it's a quote just mainly about that, that sometimes our creature comforts distract us. Yes, yes. Um, but yes, but otherwise, I won't lie, I will be cranking my air con for a very long time over the next couple of days. Um, we live in an old building and it is, um, yeah, it is hot at my home. Well, Cruz, I'm sure you're not the only one because if you'll just allow me, because the weather is sort of partly the reason why we're going to be cranking the aircon. Yep. Uh, it's, it'll be extremely hot with the maximum temperature of around 35 degrees, sunny periods, some haze and persistently very hot with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms. The very hot weather warning is in force and there's a new warning as well these days. So there's the amber heat stress warning, uh, which means that uh, the work environment is very high, so uh, that the heat uh, in these work environment is very high, so uh, that the, the public are urged to take appropriate measures. So I can understand why people be cranking up the AC. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for this very uh, insightful column, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you so much, Cruzy. Bye.